Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. It is Wolf and Luke. Tim Ring is in for Wolf today. And, of course, with the Cardinals game tonight, coverage of the game officially begins at 1.30. So no Burns and Gambo, which means we got to find a way to get Gambo in here. So Gambo's going to join us right now. The people need Gambo. Gambo, what's going on? <laughs> Ringer, did you watch the uh, did you watch the final show from Los Angeles last night at Dodger Stadium? When I, I got home from the Suns game and I watched a little bit of it, and then I watched a little bit more of it this morning. Actually, I'm before I came I, in here, I watched a lot of it last night, but it started so damn late. So I'm actually watching some more of it now. Like I didn't see the Elton John and Kiki D together last night because I went to bed. Yeah, uh, but I got up this morning and I watched that because I guess Kiki D came out and sang with them. She did. She's lost. Pretty her, awesome. She's lost her voice a little bit, but still, it was yeah. a, it was, that was a yeah. heck. It was a heck of a night last night at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, it really was. It Luke, really, really was. Luke, we're talking about Elton John. No, here, yeah, okay. I was in <laughs> San Diego when he was coming through. I would, didn't see it, but they were talking about how much the tickets were for the, that show in San Diego. I was like, okay. I'm not going to lie. I looked, me and Chelsea looked last night, like Ireland and Switzerland. I'm like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. We love we love Switzerland. Let's go. Like right around, right, right around on vacation time. It's like early July. So we could go, like Italy's right next to Switzerland. We'll go to Italy and then we'll fly over to Switzerland and go see Elton John. So I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, maybe I'll go, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll go with you. Maybe I'll go let's with go. you, Gambo. All right, let's, let's go. go. We'll live once. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right, Gambo, the game tonight sounds like Colt McCoy is starting. Probably yes. not a huge surprise, but uh, no. but what do you make of the fact that there's already reports Kyler might not even play next week? Well, I was told this week that because I checked on this, I'm like, all right, what's you know what's what's the chances? And listen, and what I was told basically is there's no real if he can't run, he can't play. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that's the thing with Kyler is if he can't if he couldn't run, he wasn't going to play. So they didn't really think it was that much of a uh, of a deal. I mean, if he can't you know for Kyler, he has to be able to run, right? He has to be able to run. If he can't run. They're not going to put him in there. So when I checked on this this week, like, hey, who's it going to go? Is it going to be Colt or is it going to be Kyler? The thing I was told is, look, listen, he can't run right now, so take it with what you are. But if he can't run, he's not playing. Gambo, I guess the big question is, and I think it's almost the elephant in the room, what's scary is, and I don't know if you have any information or even just soliciting your own opinion, you wonder if Colt, uh, if Colt McCoy is not the preferred quarterback of the coaching staff at this point. And that's kind of a scary proposition given it the is. contract you just gave him. But what do you think about that element to this entire story? I think it's true, and I think that he gives them the best chance to win. Now, we'll see, right? I mean, because with backup quarterbacks, you know, the good backup quarterbacks, you come in like Colt McCoy last year, one, two out of three. You like the guy in short sample sizes. You don't want the guy over a full season. Over a full season, you know, Colt McCoy is not going to be able to lead you very far. There's a reason why he hasn't been a starter in this league for 11 years, guys. Um, but right now, because Kyler has regressed so much, and I've spoken with a lot of people about this, you know, former you know, quarterbacks and former coaches and uh, current pl- you know, players. And the thing with Kyler really is just, you know, that, that pre-snap, man, getting up to the huddle and not really understanding what he's seeing. And, you know, he's got his first read, and, and, if, he, and if he likes it, he's going to be really, really good. I mean, if that first read is open and he hits it, he's very dynamic. The problem with Kyler comes if that first read is not open – he doesn't, you know, he doesn't go through those progressions like other quarterbacks do. He bails a little bit. He tries to run. He tries to move backwards or go to the side and buy time. And that's what he, he's a, di- listen, he's a great athlete. and He's a dynamic player, but he's really, really having a hard time reading defenses right now. 
Gambo, isn't that really the biggest story of this season? Like the stuff that Cole yes. did last week, Kyler needs to be able, and I would think should be able to do it. That's bigger than them winning tonight or whatever they're going to do the rest of the season. Listen, we all have our own opinions, all of us, right? And some of us feel like Cliff gets more of the blame, and some of us feel that Kyler gets more of the blame. I, I'm fortunate that I get to watch a lot of game film, and when I watch these, when I watch this game film. Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, I, I see an offense that is that has a lot of the same concepts that many of the other offenses in the league have. So I do think there's blame to be put on Cliff. I mean, it's your job. He, your number one job is develop this kid. They're spending you know, $250 million on him. Develop him. Make him better. But I think the majority of the problems in-game is Kyler, not Cliff. I think the offense is a fine offense. It's, I'd like them to build on the concepts, and sometimes they don't. But they run a lot of the same stuff that everybody else does, guys. And so I think I think that the majority of the problems they've had are on are on Kyler. Even last week, well, Colt McCoy hit what, what, ten or eleven passes intermediate between ten and twenty yards. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's you know here's a quarterback that knows what he's doing, knows how to get up to the huddle pre-snap, understands the defense, reads the defense, gets rid of the ball quickly. And what did they do? They moved the ball up and down the field. They're fine. It was a good. It was a good offense. Was it great? They weren't setting the world on fire, but it was a good offense. They 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 did enough to win and they played well. I think if they ran that exact same offense with Kyler Murray, where it was just get the snap, one two, release the ball. Kyler Murray would have about five passes knocked down at the line of scrimmage. I think those defensive linemen who weren't getting deep penetration because the ball was coming out so quick would simply just stand there and get their hands up. And I think the height of Murray is a detriment if you try to run the offense that they ran so successfully with Cliff in right. L.A. Gamble. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, I, I just, I just, Kyler has to do different things. He's got to obviously use his legs, and he's got to roll out. He's got to improvise, and he's got to be that athlete back there, not just stand in the pocket and deliver the football. Because I just don't think his, I don't think he's tall enough. There's a lot of people that it. want him. There's a lot of people that want him to get under center, but the problem is, you get under center, he he can't deliver the ball that quickly. You know, he has to move. He has to be back so he can see over the lineman. I I understand a lot of the people say he should be under center more, and you could definitely run some plays under center, a lot of screen passes. And but to for him to be under center and you know one two and then deliver the ball, I think it's going to be a lot harder, you know, for him to do that because he is only you know like five foot ten. But they listen either way. Like you're you're right. This is this this is tough. We think that Colt McCoy is the better option for the Cardinals. Like come that, on, that's not good. That's the problem. And Luke and I were talking about it in the first block, Gambo. To me, that's the elephant in the room. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're thinking at this point, in, at this point of Kyler Murray's career, after you sign him to that deal, that we got a better chance with Colt McCoy, who's got 11 wins in like 15 years in the league, that's, that's, that, that is not yeah, a good I place for this to be. We may think differently after tonight if Colt McCoy goes out there against that 49ers defense and just bombs, right? Okay, Colt was good for the one game against them because the Rams just suck. God, the Rams are terrible. And the 49ers are really good. So we may think different right now, like going into the game, based on the way Kyle has played this year, yeah, we feel the Colt could be better. Now, again, like six hours from now, seven hours, eight hours, whatever it is, we might be thinking, oh, yeah, they couldn't. You think, Kyle, Colt can only do so many things. Um, and maybe Kyler's, you know, athletic uh, d- dynamics would have made him better. But right now, yes, I think. That Colt gives them a better option to win. Uh, Gambo, what do you think the, the recipe for a Cardinals win is tonight? Is it the defense making plays? Is it James Conner getting the ball a lot? What, what is the path here? Because this is an uphill battle. Yeah, no, I totally do think that the, the James Conner thing. Listen, you got to keep that offense off the field because they can grind it with McCaffrey and, and Mitchell and Brandon Ayuk's playing very well. And the two guards are, have not given up a sack all year. They played very, very well. You got to you, you got to try to limit. 
you know, the, the time that they have the ball. Um, and I know that, you know, Shanahan's a very conservative guy, and that's, you know, he, he's, he's, he, he could probably score 40 a night, but he doesn't. But I think the key is going to be ball control. The, what they did with James Conner last week, I love that game plan run. I mean, even if you're only getting 3.2 yards per carry, commit to the run, run it, keep your defense rested, and, uh, you know, Short passes, you know, get that. Try to do well in the red zone, but I think trying to keep that that Elijah Mitchell and McCaffrey scared the hell out of me. When those two those two guys together, since when Mitchell came back last week, I'd be worried about that if I'm the Cardinals. Got to win the turnover battle too, and no pre snap penalties to take you off schedule offensively. Because we didn't have many last week, yeah. right? They didn't have that many. They no, were pretty they, good well, at that. They had ten penalties again, but which is still too much. But they didn't have the back breaking pre snap offensive penalties that basically kill drives. With this team, and they didn't have those. No, listen. This is the season, guys. They they lose this. I mean, you know, any. I thought that this season was over when they lost to Seattle, but if they lose this one, I mean, any hope that you had had after they had come back to beat the Rams is pretty much gone. Look, Atlanta won yesterday. Uh, Washington won yesterday. It's just you just you, you're too far behind with not enough games to play. If you fall back another game, like you you they have to win this game or this season, or you really can come in tomorrow and start talking about the draft. Right? <laughs> Gambo, good stuff, man. Thank you. All right, boys. Take care.